Welcome to episode 29 of the Superpowered Fancast. This is Darren. Now, normally I would bury the lead on an episode and, and start talking about other things to kind of lead into it, but I don't think I'm going to do that with this episode just because I had such an amazing time uh, talking to my guests on this episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and, 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 and get started on it. Now, just to tell you who, who they are and what we talked about, uh, my guests for this episode are... Uh, Bill Motts and Bob Roth, uh, who are uh, two of the creators of the <coughs> excuse me Disney XD uh, series Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures. Now, if you haven't been watching the show, you should. It's an amazingly fun show. It's a great family show that takes place in between uh, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So you do get uh, some really great moments uh, with characters from the show with uh with characters from the movies and it's it's really fun it's about uh the freemakers who are uh family of scavengers who build and sell starships from the debris that they find in battles so you can you know see you get that that perspective of you know maybe they go to hoth and um and pick up some parts from some uh some, some fallen adats or um you go to in uh indoor i guess after uh this season, but um, it's it's a really fun show, and uh, Bill and Bob are really really nice guys, and I really want to thank them again for taking the time to uh, to talk to me and 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 tell me about the show and answer my questions. And as an animation fan, um, Bill Monts and Bob Roth are I'm fans of their work, just simply uh, as as both uh, writers and and producers. I just they're their body of work like spans uh, spans a lot of things that I enjoyed. Like they they they've written for for Disney for a long time. So they wrote for for Darkwing Duck. They wrote uh, for the Aladdin animated series. They wrote for the Hercules animated series. They wrote for Buzz Lightyear, Star Command. Um, they wrote for Kim Possible uh, shows like Shaolin Showdown, um, <clears throat> Monsters vs. Versus Aliens, Phineas and Ferb, uh, the Penguins of Madagascar, like I, I could go on. Uh, and they wrote for uh, like Breadwinners and just, just really great shows that that families enjoy that are that are really funny. So um, Bill and Bob agreed to to talk to me about the second season and the second season that's that's wrapped and hopefully they'll get a third because it's a really great show. And I would encourage everyone to, to watch it. And I also want to thank everyone who's been listening. Um, <clears throat> Listen to the last episode with Nick Antosca and the uh, episode before that with Michael Dorn from Star Trek Next Generation. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of everyone that I get to talk to. And I'm enjoying the fact that I get the opportunity to do so. And I thank you all for listening as well. So... Um, and once again, you can uh, you can read uh, articles and find me online um, at Superpowered Fans, where you can find me on Twitter. You can go to my website, uh, superpoweredfancast.com. You can read uh, articles and stories I've written on that website, as well as Geeks Worldwide, which I'm a, a part of, the Geeks Worldwide Network at www.gww.com. <laughs> so uh, definitely check that out. And I guess with with no further ado, this is um, my interview with um, Bill Motts and Bob Roth uh, from Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures, 
on Disney XD. Check it out. Guys, thank you so much for, for taking the time. I, I really appreciate it. I'm a huge fan, uh, not only of uh, Lego Star Wars uh, Freemakers Adventures, but uh, your entire career. Like, I, I've been, like, on a, just like an animation high for for weeks now, uh, just looking forward to having this conversation with you guys. Well, oh, fantastic. Thank, thank that's you so very nice to much. Hear. Thank you. And yeah. yeah. We're excited to talk to you. That's very flattering. And so, by the way, introduction-wise, I'm Bill. And I'm Bob. Yes. So I know you probably have, have, an, have answered this question before, but just for, for, uh, for me and for those who, who, who may not know, like you both have such a long uh, history working uh, together and uh, for Disney. Um, just kind of going back to the beginning, like how did, the, how, did like, this, how did Lego Star Wars Freemakers come about? Like how, what was the kind of the process that, that got you guys interested uh, in, in telling this story. <laughs> so for us, the very start of our relationship, our friendship that mm -hmm. then became a professional relationship, uh, started in 1990 when Bob and I met at uh, a USC summer production workshop that we both signed up to do because that's where George Lucas went to school. Right. <laughs> we, we were hoping like some of the magic of George would uh, wear off on us. And as we, I think it was the first day even, there was some mm -hmm. sort of a mixer yep. with the kids and uh, all the students. And the question of, you know, of course, what was your favorite film? And that kind of thing came up. And obviously Bob and I uh, both said very loudly, Star Wars. Star Wars. And uh, anyway, that began a uh, conversation. Let's be best friends for life. Yeah, pretty much that's how that went. So uh, we we kind of uh, bonded over our mutual affection for the the franchise and uh, and our love all things mm -hmm. of it. And anyway, that we made a short film together, and then ended up uh, bumbled our way into a career in animation. Yeah, so we and... we started. Uh, Professionally working, I guess, officially, mm -hmm. Halloween of 1991. Mm -hmm. And then uh, have been working for a variety of studios since. And then Freemakers was, uh, we kind of got whisk, wind of or, uh, of the show coming about in, I guess, 2014. Yeah. So why don't you tell that, <laughs> that bit? Now here's the I'm trying to tell which version of the story to tell. He's super extended mix or what? Um, <laughs> we we got a we were in our offices at Nickelodeon where we were uh, working on a show called Breadwinners at the time, uh, and 
got a text from Bob Schooley, um, who's currently who, you know, one of the Mark, and, Mark McCorkle and Bob Schooley creators of uh, Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Um, they ran Penguins mm-hmm. in Madagascar we were on. Um, okay, they're currently, currently doing Big Hero yeah. 6, which is going to be fantastic. Um, they're our uh-huh. best friends and our mentors. Uh, we got a uh, text from Bob School. He said, we just recommended you for a Star Wars show, which we went, what? what? So we f- fumbled my phone going, text quick, <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. And it turns out, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the executives had come to them and said, uh, do you know anybody who would be good for a Lego Star Wars show? And they said, well, you know, Bill and Bob eat, drink, and sleep Star Wars. Um, and then, uh, same time, Carrie Beckett Lucasfilm had gone to... Uh, to Henry Gilroy. Henry Gilroy, who pretty much had the same conversation, saying Bill Motts and Bob Roth would be uh, fantastic. So we still owe Henry a, uh, a lunch, a lunch a for this. A very lunch. expensive lunch. And, and then, uh, and then, uh, at Lego, they went to Michael Price, who did the Yoda Chronicles and, um, and uh, Droid Tales and all, all the previous Lego Star Wars specials. Of which, you know, Freemaker Adventures stands on the shoulders. Um, and yeah. they had the same conversation where they're like, can you recommend somebody to run a Lego Star Wars series? And he said, oh, you guys really ought to talk to Bill Motts and Bob Roth. <laughs> so all three companies involved were hit with you know, this tidal wave of people mentioning our names. Um, so then they so, met us and were, you yeah. know, woefully disappointed. Yeah, exactly. No. So no. then at that point, we just started, you know, pestering whoever we could to find out what was going on. And, you know, the, these things take a lot of time. Months went by of us just going, we want to do this. We're ready. We want Tell us what the details are. Um, and then and it, at, at Comic-Con yeah. uh, 2014, was <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it was. We were, we were at a lousy, lousy Comic-Con party. It was in a basement. It was like <laughs> you were shoulder to shoulder. It was muggy. The air conditioning wasn't it working. It felt like the, the ceiling was like yeah. six feet tall. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> I'm a short guy, and I felt like I could touch the ceiling. Um, and we uh, we um, ran into the Disney executive, uh, and he'd had a little bit too much of the warm beer, so we we're like, great, we can pump him for uh, for information. And he um, he sort of told us what they were looking for, which was they want something that's Lego Star Wars that is inclusive of the entire Star Wars saga, um, set in the original trilogy, and that was all they had. Original characters. They wanted original yeah. characters. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, he shouted that, that not only was this party muggy and, and crowded, but it was also incredibly loud. So he shouted that in my ear. I, in fact, I could only, I, could <laughs> I had, to, just I had like, to ask him after the party. I had to like, translate what? for Bill. Like, so, what are you saying? I couldn't get it. And so we, once we got that information, we're like, let's get the hell out of this party. We left. We were going to go grab dinner because I don't know if you've ever been to San Diego Comic-Con, but you want to, like, every night you want to sit down with a buddy and just go, oh, my God, did you see that thing on the floor? And did you go to this panel? And all these crazy things happened. So uh, we decided we were going to go grab dinner and just sort of decompress from the con and the party and all that. And on the way, the three-block walk, we sort of had the initial inspiration for what the Freemakers, what would become the Freemakers. Yeah, well, specifically, Bob says, as we're just about to get to the restaurant, he says, I know what the show is. And I'm like, what show? The show we just heard about, show?" He's like, yes. (laughs) And it started with the idea uh, of... Family of scavengers. Yeah, because... And uh, and this is, of course, before we knew anything about 
episode seven, yeah. so we didn't know about Ray and the whole scavenging thing that was happening there. We might not have pitched it if we had. Yeah, and, um, but we were thinking about our Lego kits, mm-hmm. and um, because you know, one, of, one of the magical things about Lego is. You know, you can build a TIE fighter, and then, you know, your jerky friend comes over and playing with it breaks it, and you're like, oh, my TIE fighter's broken. You can put it back together as a TIE fighter, or you can take the wings and snap them onto your X-wing or uh, whatever. And, and, you know... Just make something completely... You, you, can, make, you can make uglies. Uh, and that sort of, like, that was the, the initial inspiration, that Lego and Star Wars are sort of tied in this perfect way of, um, you know... You can scavenge your, your toys and make new toys and new ships. Mm-hmm. And, and also the other meta part of it was, you know, family, that we wanted to do a story about a family in the Star Wars universe because um, that's what Star Wars is about, both in the text, you know, it's about the, the Skywalker family, and then it's also, it, it has meta meaning that, you know, Star Wars is to be experienced with families, it certainly was for me. You know, I, oh, can, yeah. I can go on for hours talking about all the memories I have of Star Wars tied to each mm-hmm. one of my family members, both you know from when I was a kid right. to now as an adult raising my sons. And of course, Lego is that same kind and of experience. Lego is exactly the where, same. You know, I, I mean, you know, I remember building as a kid, you know, with my family, and then uh, then with my own kids, building kits with them. You know, mm-hmm. it often is sort of handed down from parent to kid. Yeah. So it just felt mm-hmm. like such a, no pun intended, a, gr- a great fit. Like, it really clicked. It really clicked. Um, um, so, yeah, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's how the, the long answer of how, how it all came about. So then we had to sit on that for quite some time because nobody was ready yet to hear from us. Right. And then uh, we finally got to, uh, I think, begin that conversation late that mm-hmm. fall. And uh, then officially after, uh, you know, because, of course, we weren't the only people that they were talking to about mm-hmm. it. Um, Sometime around before Christmas. Yeah. So right up to Christmas, right. like, they decided they wanted to go with our pitch, and they wanted us to be the people running the show. And, so. of course, we were beyond excited yep. and exceptionally best flattered. Christmas, and, best, yeah, and best Christmas gift I, I, I could have ever been given. So, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that, that absolutely leads me into, like, the, the next uh, ser- series of questions I had, because... I enjoy the family aspect of uh, of the series, and I have two boys myself, and they love both Lego and Star Wars. So anything Lego, Star Wars, they absolutely love, and they love Freemaker Adventures. But one of the things I was going to ask, and this is like a, just a, a Star Wars fan question, is like uh, what what do you feel are some of like the what have been some of the unique challenges you face working on a series set in Star Wars canon? in that time period between Empire and Jedi? Like, what kind of challenges do you, do you kind of, uh, from a story perspective, you run into? Well, I, I, I don't know if the actual setting is where the challenge is, the, the setting and time actually kind of like, this, we, we were the ones who said it should be between Empire and Jedi just because we knew we didn't want to go beyond Jedi. We wanted to still have that galactic conflict mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, we wanted Vader and, and the Yeah, Emperor. we wanted Vader, we wanted the Emperor, and we wanted to have his access to let our characters run around as many battle sites, former battle sites, as we could. So it's like, great, we're going to push right up to the edge of Return of the Jedi. Um, and in the second season, actually go into Return of the Jedi. Spoilers if you haven't watched. Yeah. Um, Which, sorry, by the way, it was something we had always knew we would eventually go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the challenges come from working in, you know, 
there, there's lots of talk online about, well, this show isn't canon. It doesn't count. Well, yes, but that doesn't mean we get to ignore the canon. We, we both at Lucasfilm's insistence and our own, we want to make sure that this is a show that could easily fit into the canon if, uh, if, it, if it had to. Um, so... Yeah, in that's, a sense, if you drop the studs off the characters, could essentially right. these... And that's the way we think know. of the stories. These are stories of real human characters running around the Star Wars universe. And then once we've got the story you know, mapped out, we take a step back and go, what can we do to accentuate the Lego humor of it? Um, but anyway, getting to the, back to the original question, the, the, the challenges mm-hmm. don't come from the time period. Um, the challenges come from working in this vast universe where there are dozens, maybe hundreds, of other stories simultaneously being created, and you've got books, comic books, books, games, games, movies, TV TV shows, shows. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we, there's what we call the Carrie Beck smile, when, (laughs) when we, we're we're only privy to the, our little Peace. Right. And, and Only what we need to know. That's all good. they're going to show us. And by the way, we, we, when we started, we said, don't tell us anything we don't need to know. We, we don't want to know anything we don't need to know because we're fans first and foremost, right? Yeah. So we want to enjoy right. Rebels and the movies, you know, right. as fans. So <laughs> we, we get the Carrie Beck smile when we stumble into something that somebody else is doing and she can't tell us why you can't do it. She just says, mm-hmm. oh... You want to find Luke's lightsaber. Yeah, that was hilarious. I remember like, Smile. they're salvaging uh, around <laughs> the old Death Star debris, and they find Luke's uh, lightsaber. We, just... we proposed Ben's lightsaber. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And she she smiled, and we didn't realize until we saw The Force Awakens. It was like, uh, oh, it's because somebody is finding Luke's lightsaber. This is all a little mm-hmm. too close. It's a little too... Mm-hmm. It's a little too... Um, too, too close to something that was always going on. So we, we see these things play out again and again, and we can tell her smile. It's like... Oh, we've stumbled into something somebody else is doing, right, Carrie? And she just smiles because she can't tell us. Can't t- tell us one way or the other. It's like, okay, that's <laughs> that is a neither confirm nor deny CIA sort of answer. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean, and that makes it very tricky, you know. Of course, to to kind of work in in that kind of dynamic, but it's also really fun. Yes. And but I think I think also one of the biggest challenges we had was that Bob and I are such huge fans that um, that it, it's a little intimidating. It's daunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. here's this thing that you that has you know spoken so deeply into our lives and shaped who we are. That when you actually get to play in this mythology, the the most heartbreaking thing for us would be to do a really bad version. Yeah, exactly. And. I mean, actually, it was so daunting at one point, we, even after we were offered the job, we briefly had so much self-doubt that we thought we might not do it. Mm-hmm. That uh, after yeah. we'd gone through all that, that we were like, you know, the fear of it was so uh, <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah, and thankfully, again, our friend uh, Bob Schooley and Mark McCorkle basically kicked our ass Yeah, they, they knocked said, our heads together like the Stooges and said, what are you thinking? Get in yeah, there and do like, it. <laughs> yeah, do it. You will, you know, essentially, you, you will it. always regret it, mm-hmm. regret it if you don't take it. Right. And uh, so I think that there's, <laughs> you know, I'm embarrassed to say that was even a life lesson that we had to learn at that point. Mm-hmm. But, um, but... And I think you see a little bit of that even in the Freemaker show of where we've sort of 
taken that some of that fear question and brought that into the show is mm-hmm. you, you gotta face that or you'll always regret right. the path not taken. So right. anyway. Uh, yeah, it was a little so those are kind of the, the pieces that were tricky. But the, what was actually fun was realizing, hey, there's an opportunity here. Where would Luke be or where would Leia be? And where's you know, where's this happening? Where's how can we tie into moments from the saga that we know and love and cherish? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's been fun. Uh, I mean once once we actually sat down and started working on it, it all you know, flowed about as easily as a TV show season can flow. Um, there, there are, of course, going to be hiccups and stuff, but... It's got to be daunting in and of itself. Yeah, but it, is. it was... It, once Once we sat down and were working, it felt like, oh, we were born to do this show. Well, I mean, I think it is, you know, we have the, the collective story team of, mm-hmm. from uh, Lucasfilm and Lego and... Disney and then, to... you know, we, 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 don't, we don't give enough shout-outs to our writing team. We had Ron Corsillo and Russ Carney. Uh, brilliant team of writers, John Banky, James Bates, uh, James Bates, and David Shane on the first season, um, and uh, and then Nicole Stevenson. Nicole Stevenson joined us for the second season for an episode, and and you know, all of them brought their A game and were just uh, great people to work with, and and such sure. such a great great the the writing room was such a collaborative place. Yeah, great. yeah. So it's nice when it comes <laughs> together. Yeah, and I had a question about that. Like, what is kind of like your philosophy when you're breaking a story in the writers' room? Like, what do you what do you want like the 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 writing staff to kind of have in their head when they're thinking about a, 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 an episode? It's interesting. The team we put together, and and honestly, it was it was more happenstance than anything else because some of these guys uh, we'd never worked with before, but they all brought um, a little something different, like. Uh, uh, Ron and Russ are great at going, I don't understand what the story we're telling is about. Tell me what the story's about. Let me get, let's get back to, um, you know, that thread of what, making sure that the, the spine of the story is clear and definitive. Um, John Banky is a great structuralist and, mm-hmm. and, and great at, at uh, looking at a story and then turning it upside down on its head and, and making it the unexpected. Right. So like for example uh, just the whole plume strike, striker mm-hmm. uh, Durpin uh, dynamic uh, we grew out of, grew out of John saying from John. yeah who basically said why does anybody ever want to be an officer that's promoted <laughs> in, in the Empire you're just going to get force choked. Yeah. And that you was, go up. You know and that was such a funny and you know, idea that it was like, oh my gosh, that's that's an awesome character. Right. The, the person who realizes, like, uh, you know. uh, so yeah. And David was is great at just throwing out quick, funny one-liners. Um, and then they all they all are, but I mean, um, yeah, yeah, but they all had those kind of yeah, so, strengths. So and, we with we had a great writers room. The Lucasfilm story group is great to work with. Um, we we mm-hmm. we have uh, great support from Lego in the form of uh, Jason Costler, Jake Blaze, and John McCormick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was just a great time in the right. writers' room. And I mean, having you know, Carrie and, and Josh Rhymes and, and Leland and Leland, she, and Leland, of course, being the keeper of the holocron, who, you know. Mm-hmm. Because it's the kind of thing of like, what if we went to a place that was sort of like this? And it'd be like, oh, well, in the expanded universe, we went to this planet, you know. Mm-hmm. And and the, the amazing thing is his 
encyclopedic knowledge of the universe is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like, yes, perfect, that's great, or, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, we need a ship that does X, Y, Z, or has this, or, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, it's all, like, even the Ember Steel Blade thing in season two, would mm-hmm. just, what kind of ship would have that, what kind of, you know, where what era would that be in, what, all of that was so amazing and fun. And then Carrie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is someone who, can, who looks at, I mean, of course, she knows much, much more of the larger, bigger picture things as well that's going on in Star Wars. And she's the one sometimes who can speak the hard truth to you. <laughs> so you, you, you've gone down a, a road and you think that this is going to be awesome in the right way. And then you start getting in the weeds and it's a little bit trouble. And then sometimes she'll be like, you know what? Maybe we should have done this. And well, Carrie, this Carrie is great at, at asking the right question at the right time. Like whenever yeah. we'd get stuck in, mm-hmm. in almost every episode, there's a point where you go, oops, we've gone down the wrong tunnel. Um, she's great at asking the question that gets you back on track. Um, and... And God bless her for that. Um, but, you know, to answer your, your original, original question, which is what, what do I want, what do we want the writers to have in mind, Star Wars. <laughs> it's a, it, I, I want them to think, uh, uh, not, and, you know, the entire saga, to think about um, the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, Force Awakens, Rebels, uh, Rebels Clone, Wars. Clone Wars, everything. Think about it. Think, think about, you know, the Ewok adventure and droids and the Marvel comic books and everything else. A- anything that, you know, think about the... That can spark an idea. Yeah, anything or, that, that, that inspires that is related to and, Star Wars and, and we, Lego as well. Pragmatically, by the way, just sort of how we would do it is that usually Bob and I would think through what we roughly think... Yeah, we the, had the like, season would be and how it would break into episodes. Yeah, and some of those, some of those would be pretty detailed versions of what we thought the episodes would be, uh, and then we'd mm-hmm. present it to the writers' room and they'd rip it all apart and right. give us a back. So, uh, one might be like so much better. Let's go to Cloud City, and then yeah, and then yeah, others were that, as simple as you know. we go to Cloud City and maybe Cloud City Falls. That might be kind of cool, right? And then. And then, <laughs> then, you, you know, know, over the next then, few hours, that team would crank out the most beautiful story. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I think part of it for us, too, is there's your, uh, the, sort of the role of showrunner, mm-hmm. I, I suppose. You go in with what you think it should be, but I think one of the tricks... you got to stay open to stay something open, better. Yeah. And, and you got to know, you got to know what your pillars of the story are. You got to know that, like... Yeah, we've layered all these details on it, but what what we're trying to accomplish is mm-hmm. this. Um, right. A writer's room can be a chaotic place because you know people can start all just like talking all at once once the ball really gets our rolling. Poor script yeah. coordinator Danielle Witt's always writing. You know, yeah, taking all like, the notes like oh, this is these people are yeah, crazy. Yeah, it, yeah. Just they read the transcript. You just like, they're all they're all crazy. <laughs> so you, you've got to you got to have. You gotta both have in mind, like you know, know when to let go of something that has been superseded by something better. Yeah, uh, I mean, and also they, know what to hang on to, and yeah. and know that, like, no, that that's an important point we're trying to make in the story. We got to keep this. I mean, originally, season one, or had, find another way to do what that. Yeah, you know, we had in our brains for the longest time that season one was going to end with a, a sort of a, a faux. Almost a parody of, uh, a parody of the throne of, room of the sequence throne room of, scene. of Star Wars, where it was actually 
through a, a whole weird set of circumstances, they end up saving the emperor's life, mm-hmm. and he has to award he, them they the do it in front of They do it in front of holonet cameras, so the whole galaxy sees Rowan save you know, the emperor, and the emperor can't kill him because he knows... Uh, man, everybody saw this kid save me. So, so he this, has to give him a, an award, um, give him a medal. And it was all going to be roughly staged, like the you know how when like Princess Leia gives yeah. the medals, and it was very funny to play mm-hmm. with. And you ultimately, know, wrong. ultimately, really a terrible idea. <laughs> um, and the, what what we wound up with, which is so much better and, and put us in a much better position for season two, it, that came out of the writers' room. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, you know, anyway, that's, it's being flexible. That's absolutely great. Cause I, I love, I, I love learning about, um, just kind of the, you know, the, the process of it. And, and one of the things that, that I enjoy about the series so much is like just the, the sibling dynamic. Um, so like, how, how do you, how do you kind of write those, those sibling, uh, moments and have them, uh, be organic or, and do any of them kind of come from real life? <laughs> uh yeah i rowan and and uh xander to some extent not completely but to some extent are based on uh my two sons um and you know my my younger son is a hyperkinetic short attention span lovely child full of energy and curiosity mm-hmm. uh his older brother is obsessed with cars um and and can can you know love supercars european supercars lamborghinis bugattis all that stuff um so they came from that those are those two were ripped from the pages of of my my life um <laughs> cordy I, I think there's a little bit um there's a little bit of each of our wives in cordy there's mm-hmm. a little bit of uh there's a lot of eddie murphy and um beverly hills cop in cordy mm-hmm. um <laughs> And and you know the the situation again getting back to the family thing like by the way like the board 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 thing that that, that came directly from Johnny yeah that came directly from my older son the one mm-hmm. who Xander's based on but um, those words yes. wound up in in Rowan's mouth um, so you know it, again we knew we wanted it to be a family and we wanted it to be um, we we wanted real love between these siblings. That uh, as much as they can drive each other nuts, at the end of the day, they're a family and, you know, they fly together or they don't fly at all, as, as they say in the show. Um, right. So, yeah, it, 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 you know, I'm trying to think, like, you know, beyond board, 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 specific, specific moments. And, and I don't know if it was there as much as just the inspiration and... and uh, the hugs was. <laughs> the hugs was, yeah. There's a moment in season two where uh, Rowan is in trouble with his siblings and tries to hug his way out of it. That is something my younger son definitely <laughs> tries to do. Yeah. This, so, the, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, they, it's definitely has in, it been informed by all, both of our families. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, we, we very much wanted, thank you for saying what you said about mm-hmm. them, uh, because we did want it to feel very legitimate love between them mm-hmm. um, yeah. and have a different kind of tone to it um, where there's some loving teasing, playful teasing, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not bickering and mean generally, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Um, one of the reasons why I think I find I, it's one of those, it's one of those shows where I can sit down with my two sons and 
we just you just kind of fall into into watching it and enjoying it because it is it is about family um but um, that's awesome to hear because that that was like our you know our goal we wanted this to be something moms and dads sit down and watch with their kids and you know again bill and i are both parents um we've we've sat through some things with our kids that have left us scarred we wanted to make we want to make sure that there was something that you know Let's this have is a less this, screamy show this is a show for everybody um mm-hmm. you don't have to have have kids to enjoy it you can enjoy it with kids kids can enjoy it by themselves but if they watch it with mom and dad they may get even a little something else out of it yeah. um and it's a, it's a family experience I, I remember you know again i can talk about star wars and how it relates to personal memories but um of family i remember seeing it the very first time uh a new hope with my mom and this was back in 77 may 77 and there was the moment where the mouse droid comes down the hallway chewy growls at it and it runs away and i remember my mom cackling out loud at that and it was a moment i thought oh this is this is the greatest movie ever i'm enjoying it as much as my mom is enjoying it and you know i again like right (laughs) I had dragged her to movies that I'm sure she endured but didn't enjoy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's... When we hear that dads and moms are enjoying the show with their kids, mm-hmm. that, that just, you know, that, that, that's mission accomplished. That was our goal. So, and then just from a, from a story perspective, just kind of close out a little bit, like, um, what character or characters would you love to... It, to have interact with the freemakers that you haven't had a chance to given where we set the the one downside for where we set the show time frame wise was han solo's off the table because he's in carbonite <laughs> we, we got a brief glimpse of him in carbonite in season one <laughs> and spoilers if you haven't watched season two but he's there at the very very end it's reprising um, his you know moment in the dancing moment in right. a jedi right. right but uh there's, I, w- I would love to see an adventure where our guys, you know, post post Return of the Jedi, go on a little mini adventure adventure with Han and Chewie. Um, I would I would love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's well. I mean, and yeah. then on 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 that note, is there anything you can you know tell us about season three? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even tell you if there is a season three. So. <laughs> But let's just say it would be fun to continue to see how they would cross paths. Mm-hmm. So that would be fun. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, anyway, back to it, too. I, I often wonder, what would Obi-Wan have made of Rowan? I mean, I know he's, he's gone now at the mm-hmm. point that whatever, but I often wonder, what, what would he have made of that kid? <laughs> Interesting thought. Yeah, anyway. It's, it's kind of funny. He's like, and I thought Anakin right, well. was a handful. Hmm? Yeah, he'd be like, and I thought Anakin was a handful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, Bill, Bob, thank you so much for your time. Again, I, I I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed just talking about the show and, and hearing your perspective. And, and I love the love the, the animation process from start to finish. So I I really appreciate you again taking the time out to, to, to talk to me about it. Oh, oh our I, pleasure, Darren. Yeah, and thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for uh, getting the word out about our show. We're very yeah. excited to 
to be on, on yours. We, and to, We should take one moment to plug all the places people can find it now that, you know, it's, it's done on its airing on Disney XD. You can still find it on the Disney XD app. Uh, it's available on mm-hmm. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. Um, so if you missed it on the air, you haven't missed it. It's, there's plenty of opportunities to catch up. Absolutely, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I get that out there as well because I, like I said, I I love the show, so I have no problem telling people about it. <laughs> Fantastic, that's awesome. Thank you again. Thank you guys so much. I I really appreciate. This is an honor for me, just especially as an animation fan. That's awesome. All right. And there you have it. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Bill Motz and Bob Roth for taking time out of their busy schedules to talk to me about uh, Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures on Disney XD. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I love the fact that that fellow fans got to, got to be brought into the Lucasfilm circle and are now making the things that we all loved uh, growing up. So it was great um, talking to them, uh, hearing their perspective on on Star Wars, hearing how much they enjoy uh, the universe itself and what they love about what they do, and uh, how family is, is such a huge part of the series, and, and that's one of the things I enjoy about it. So definitely check out LEGO Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures if you haven't. Um, you can find it everywhere. You can find it on Disney XD app. You can find it on uh, Google Play, Amazon Prime, um, iTunes. Definitely check it out. It's a great show. It's worth watching. It's absolutely a great show to watch with your kids, especially like my two boys who love Lego, who love Star Wars, and love the blending together of the two. So um, you can definitely, uh, once again, thank you for listening to the show. Um, I really appreciate it, and you know you can find me on um, superpoweredfancast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at superpoweredfan. You can read my articles and reviews on Geeks Worldwide, uh, www.thegww.com. And you can also uh, listen to, listen and see me on uh, YouTube every Wednesday night, well, usually every Wednesday night, on a show that I'm a part of called The Geek Side Pod, and that's with my friends Will and Christina, and we talk about all things geek. It's 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 a really great it's a really great really fun show. We have occasional guests. Um, we had um, hopefully we'll have some more coming up soon. But it's a really great show. You should check it out. It's on the Geeks Worldwide uh, YouTube channel. So if you so if you decide to definitely um, definitely give it a, give it a watch and let us know what you think. And on that note, um, I'm going to say thank you again for listening. Um, the next episode should be coming up soon. Uh, I usually don't kind of you know, go too far in advance, but it's going to be the 30th episode, so I think I'm probably going to devote it to the 30th anniversary of Star Trek The Next Generation. Because it is, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite shows. And even though my dad, my stepdad introduced me to the original Star Trek and we watched it together, like Star Trek The Next Generation, like first aired when I was 11. So that was my Star Trek. That's the one I, I kind of grew up on. So I'm going to talk a lot about, uh, STTNG and their 30th anniversary their 30th anniversary. So until then, uh, this is Darren from the Superpowered Fancast saying, see you next time.
This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!